Welcome to the Extra Lap RC podcast. My name's Aidan Burke, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Joey. How are you doing, Joey? How are you? I'm really good. Awesome. Awesome. Um, how's, it, how's, uh, how's sunny Southport? It's, it, well, it was quite sunny this afternoon. And then it just uh, not. I, I'm not telling you, it's probably like it has been here all day. It's rainy and crap. Uh, I don't think we've had it as bad. Um, you know, I've heard some, seen some big pictures, and um, so no, I've, I've had a lovely day. The weather's not been too bad as it's been the rest of the country. It seems like we're going to have a wet month. That doesn't sound great, but no, let's forget no. about that stuff. And who are we going to talk about today? Uh, today we have got um, someone who's fallen off the radar a little bit, um, Mr. Simon Moss. Wow, Mossy. Mossy. Did you used to drive with him with serpents? I did. Right, okay. I Let's did, not yeah. forget to talk about you two as teammates at Serpent. <laughs> there is also a uh, another one, which is a special surprise inside that not many people know. Looking so forward to it. You've got to listen to know what we're talking about. Always. All right, let's go see if we can find Simon. Awesome. Okay, have we got Simon? Yeah, hi. And, and have we still got Joey? Uh-huh. Okay. So, um, Simon, um, thanks for joining us. Um, no you, you're a, an X-ray driver now, but I sort of first saw you, found you, I suppose it was probably in a magazine and you were driving a Schumacher. <laughs> yeah, I think I did that for probably the, the best part of 20 years. I think in the end, by the time I added all the times up and uh, how long we did with them, I think I joined them when I was pretty much a junior still and then drove for them. It must be up to around about four years ago because uh, an old memory popped up on my Facebook this morning of, uh, of me and Tom Cockle at the Euros warm-up in Sweden. And I think that was pretty much my last year, year and a half or so for them. So yeah, always been Schumacher for a while and then uh, had a a couple of deviations after, really. Okay, so what you're saying now, straight on the record, and so it's definitely fact, you left Schumacher because Tom Cockrell joined. <laughs> I'd, li- I'd like to say that was the case. I did have a couple of months where I left after Tom Cockrell joined, which I would like to say is all Tom Cockrell's fault. But yep. uh, no, unfortunately, I quite like the lad, and I think we had a good working relationship together. And, uh, and to be fair, when he was when he was at Schumacher doing his thing, he, he brings a lot of engineering knowledge to, and he was a great driver to test with. So I'd like to think we seemed a pretty good pair, to be honest, way back then. We had sort of two people that could hopefully challenge a little bit towards the top. But yeah, he does drive you away from a team. But unfortunately, I joined Joker after, didn't I? He was there as well. But that was more Lee and Shin rather than Cock, because he was just a byproduct, really. Definitely. So when you're driving with Schumacher, what, what kind of car were you driving then? So we, we know what... So, so I, I started with a Cat 2000, I think it was the first time I ran it, uh, and I remember running it at the junior finals at, I think it was at Donnysthorpe in 1996, I want to say. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd gone to the juniors the year before running the Laser ZXR, that was at Leicester Jaguars. Um, so this, God, this is like, what, 25 years ago or whatever. Um, yeah, and that's when if you made your car really heavy, it was great in the rain. So it didn't matter whether it lasted or not. You were just quicker because you didn't slide. So uh, went to there. I thought it was actually probably the first time I saw Neil Cragg drive, actually, because I've had the unfortunate nature of being exactly the same age as Neil Cragg. So I actually f- fully blame him for me not winning any junior championships, to be honest. 
um, which is all Neil's fault. But uh, yeah, Cat 2000, then Cat 98 and Cat EC. And then I didn't start driving two-wheel drive till uh, I think I was about 16, 17, to be honest. I was a late bloomer to two-wheel drive. Uh, and I started off with the Fireblade USA, which I don't think even came with a slipper clutch as standard in the box. So, uh, yeah. yeah. See, I, that do- just doesn't sound fun to me. Well, I, I remember I ran it first time at Marston Palmer, for those of you who've been around as long as I have. And they had this really great AstroTurf track. And then they had a great grass track that they never ran and treated like a bowling green. And, uh, and I remember putting this two-wheel drive down this wet AstroTurf track with no slipper clutch and being absolutely crazy at my dad saying that two-wheel drive was rubbish and get me a four-wheel drive back because I couldn't get a two-wheel drive to go in a straight line. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> amazing what a slipper clutch does after that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, during this time, were you always good? Um, it's hard really everyone knows my dad he's a bit of a a celebrity I suppose on the the scene and we we didn't do nationals till I turned about 15, 16 it it wasn't like the days nowadays where I think probably five or six years ago you know if you wanted to get in you could get in but obviously now you can't I think the lowest grade driver was an F3 at the weekend I believe at Eden Park so I know it's tough to get in I don't think there was many F3s either yeah which is obviously great for the scene because you want it to be a a premium meeting I suppose and you want to have to earn your craft in the regionals and and my dad was very much around learn your craft at club racing Um, and then we did some regionals and then when we thought we could do some damage at, at regionals, we then went to do nationals. And we used to drive the whole day on a Saturday just to race four-wheel drive because he wouldn't get me a two-wheel drive until I was better at four-wheel drive, really. So I, I didn't know what to gauge. I made a couple of regional A finals when I was kind of 12 or 13. Did okay at the juniors, made some A finals there. And, uh, and the first year I did nationals, I finished 41st in four-wheel drive. So I, I just missed my F1. And then I've been doing them ever since, really. So... I don't know, it's hard to say. Well, you've been good since the start. I think I was very fortunate that the club I raced at at Stoke, there was a, a really good local guy who, you know, I, I learned driving buggies on foam tyres, which are totally unheard of. Now, the old cat with super, you know, the super short shocks that he used to run? Um, oh, wait for my time. Well, well Ellis, who was, I've seen you did a podcast with Ellis a while ago, he'll remember them with the ultra short shocks. And I learned my craft through nine and a half second laps around a track that was probably 15 metres square. So... Yeah, not like today where you go to like a Midlands or an MB Raceway or something like that. We're talking old school carpet rolled out, you know, your, your chunky tyre and you have to go around the track to find a bit that fits and Evo stick it back in. So, um, yeah, old school racing, we'll call that. Right, OK. But sort of like 15, 16, you started nationals. Yeah. Uh, f- 15, I started nationals. I was 41st in my first year with four-wheel drive. And then um, I think I think we got promoted to the B team at Schumacher. And dad obviously got me a two-wheel drive. And I think I finished 22nd the year after. Um, and that was the year when I, I think I just turned 16. And I think Neil had just won his first national championship with the Predator, I think he was, in <laughs> 99 or something. Uh. I don't know. And uh, we, went, we went to Marston Palmer to the juniors and actually TQ'd in front of him, which obviously he just won the national the week before and I'd finished like 30th. And, uh, and I TQ'd it, Ray, and they abandoned the meetings and they put it back on and he passed me and won, didn't he? So... Yeah, that, no way. that was the closest I ever got, really. Oh. I know, I know. But uh, hey, you... Danny McGee was in that. The front three on the grid were me, Danny McGee and Neil. How, how crazy is that? And so... you all don't look a day over 39. Well, Danny lost his hair at 17, so <laughs> I'm not too sure, really, to be honest. He's looked 39 since he was 12, so. Oh. <laughs> but uh, fair play, he's still got the skills. I saw his win on Sunday, which was good for him. I thought he'd won a four-wheel drive national, but apparently he hasn't. So, yeah, um, two, didn't he win a two-wheel drive one at Stockfold? Yeah, he won Stockfold. He, I remember he winning at Hampshire. 
many, many years ago, I think he won. And then he won one at um, Southport, ETQ'd, I was second. Then he was absolutely untouched. Oh, do you remember the old Atomic Carbon? Yeah. He, yeah. he ran that and absolutely disappeared. I was second on the grid and was normally pretty good around Southport, and he just disappeared. But did, so, didn't, uh, didn't Tony Avdoker also win at Hampshire? So it doesn't really, doesn't really count, no, does it? No, Tony never won. He was second to Dave Burton every year, oh, I think. okay. But uh, it, when I, I think the first year I went to Hampshire Racing Centres when like Nick Goodall and yeah. Jamie Booth and Will Mitchell and all the old school guys were there. And um, and I made the D, and Drescher had a really bad day and was in the D form. It had been so chuffed to death to be in the same final as him. So, uh, and that would have been 15, I think, when that happened. So, kids will never know the pains of those days, you know. Well, no. Uh, no. Really shit batteries. Crazy, crazy <laughs> yeah. motors. Yeah, putting your car down on the start line and only going forward two foot because if you did a warm-up lap, you'd dump. Yeah. Yeah, that rear sounds motor. all about that. Rear, rear motor. motor. I, I, yeah. I, never, I never minded rear motor. Rear motor was always pretty good. But, uh, yeah, times change, I suppose. So, um yeah, I don't know. To answer the question at the start, I think I think it's just practice, and I think if you've got a bit of talent for it, you try and work at it a little bit. But um, I used to race Tuesdays and Sundays, probably like a lot of people did back then. You know, I never had the option of going Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sundays because without lipos and brushless, you couldn't do it on NICADs and skimming motors. Everyone, nope, just wasn't doable. So, yeah, interesting times back then. Right, so Schumacher, so. You've been at still you so that was fifteen fifteen, sixteen starting national. So how long were you with them from then? I'm trying to think trying to work out in my head how old you were when you left. So I so I did it I think I think I was with them till I was about uh thirty one, thirty-two. Okay. Yeah, I think I think in the end, by the time I'd I'd had a, a sort of junior drive with them at fourteen, I think I worked out he was literally just shy of about seventeen, eighteen years I was with them. Um, which, which I love to bits. I, I thoroughly enjoyed driving for Schumacher. I had a great relationship with Phil Booth and, uh, and Martin Musgrove and obviously Robert and the guys at the factory and, and probably really enjoyed racing with them in, in my formative slash probably most competitive years that I did for them. Um, right. Great brand, lots of backing. Um, I used to do a lot of testing with Phil Booth on a Wednesday and later with Cockers as well when, uh, when he used to come along. Um, and it was, just, it was just a great brand to be with because they were the biggest part that weren't in the UK and everything was AstroTurf. And, you know, I, I remember I drove from them for years and years in four-wheel drive and then they obviously bought out the Fireblade and then they disappeared, didn't they, for about four years. And, um, and I think I got loaned out and drove an associated uh, B3, uh, I think it was, with Schumacher stickers down the side. I was on loan apparently for two years right. until we had the Cougar ready. So, yeah. Because you, ran, uh, you ran a B4 as well with a load of Schumacher stickers on it. Yeah, I did. I, it might have been the B4. I, 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 can't, I, don't, I can't remember exactly what it was. I ran the B4 for about 18 months. I won my first uh, two-wheel drive national, the B4, actually, um, at Batley years and years ago. And it was just a really good car. But, yeah, it looked really weird having a, a fully Schumacher-sponsored associated. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I always liked it. But uh, I, I guess that's the testament to the type of people they were. I mean, Phil Booth and Robin were always great and always looked after me. And I think it was a, a real a real nice thing for them to say, listen, we want to keep you in four-wheel drive. We know you've not got a two-wheel drive, but we'll support you with a two-wheel and, and try and help you until we've got something competitive in the market. Which is something I think you had to probably had to do a bit more of those in those days and now wouldn't be seen at all. No one else, no one's got a dual, two individual deals for one-tenth off-road, have they now? What? Everyone has a two and a four-wheel drive, don't they? Dan Austin. Yeah. Dan Austin. Yeah, Dan Austin, he, he races oh, yeah. techno and he's associated, doesn't he? But I think, didn't he run his techno in two-wheel drive once as well? 
think, at one of the nationals I saw on the video. Uh, Kilometer, um, I think he busted his four drive up to drive. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and I mean, years and years ago, we went through this massive fad of the two wheel drive not being great, so people were doing exactly what he did, which is taking the drive shafts out of the front of the four wheel drive and running the four wheel drive around Stockfold. I remember doing that in two wheel drive before, but. Yeah, I suppose it's unheard of. I guess back then, probably 15 years ago, you know, there was there was companies that were famous for two-wheel drive, like Associated, and companies that were famous for four-wheel drive, like Schumacher. And you, you either had to race one class or try and sort something that allowed you to race two. I mean, I, I even I remember Neil was pretty to Associated. Then he was, I think he was Schumacher Associated for a little bit. Then he was Yokomo Associated. So, yeah, it all it all varied, really. But, yeah, not like nowadays, where virtually every brand that you have can give you two cars. Yeah, I don't. That while well, we've been saying that, I thought, well, if we can remember, we can think about Dan Austin being the worst RC pro in the world, <laughs> that, then we can immediately go to the other end of the scale where someone else is running two kits, which is Jared being the best RC pro in the world. <laughs> um, so when you were at Schumacher, did you, did you get a chance to travel? Yeah, they, they, were, they were really good, to be honest. I mean, I, I used to do a lot of their, I, I guess, testing and development work and, and sort of ran all the prototypes pretty much from the the latest cat. I remember running the the, uh, the Cougar and then the Cougar Evo and then all that sort of stuff. I did a lot of work on those. And then I was fortunate that they supported me to go to the Euros and the Worlds and, and I was around when EOS kind of started. I didn't do the first probably three or four seasons, but when we bought the KF out, um, obviously I, I think that's probably like, like the X6 with, with the factory stuff that Ellis did. I think the KF was another step on for mid-motor cars. Um, and I think the year we bought that out, it was really competitive and it was great on carpet. And yes, yeah, yeah, Schumacher very kindly sent me to the EOSs, I used to do the Euro warm-ups, and yeah, it was great, I've, I've got to race in some brilliant places, did a load of European championships, got to do the Worlds in America with their support, and, and the, the one full season whoa, whoa, I did whoa, at EOS. Whoa, 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 let's go, let's go, let's go back, you did the Worlds in America? Yeah, I did Chico, um, how many years ago was that, three years ago? 2013. 2013, yeah, so um, we, we actually debuted the KF there, actually, me and Tom did, we had the, the first two cars, and it was all work under a towel and let no photos out and, and all sorts, really. And to be fair, it, it played into our hands a little bit. I mean, because obviously they sugared the track and it rained and they did this weird fire baking thing. I've never seen a clay track be up to running in 12 hours having been three inches underwater, which is just phenomenal with the work that the track guys did there. And, uh, and I remember Tom went out in the practice before me and took the, the, uh, the old cougar out. And it just did not jump over the first three jumps. And I literally threw the KF down. And we were instantly as quick as some of the, the fast guys with their sort of TLRs and, and the Associateds, I think. Um, but yeah, great meeting. Probably one of the best ones I've been to, in all honesty. Okay, sorry to put you on the spot. Do you remember where you finished? Uh, well, I qualified 21st. Nice. Uh, and I think they shortened it to two. I think I, I think I was like CQ on like 22 points or something daft. Um, and I, I basically, I travelled three thousand miles to out qualify Tom Cockrell by one place because <laughs> so, he because he, oh, tw- he was twenty second. <laughs> and then did you beat him then? No, I put a gear diff oh. in on clay, which was a really stupid idea. So I did the first three corners and broke it. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was a good meeting. But yeah, twenty first, I think was the best I managed at the world. We, I think we probably had the pace for the B. And I, I was on a, a pretty good run and crashed on the last lap. And I think it cost me three seconds, which changed from me getting from a six to like a 19 or something daft. And I think that would have put me middle of the B quite comfortably otherwise. But never had the pace for the A final. But, you know, I remember watching Lee go around there with his Tamiya being the pace in practice. And he was like a different class back then up there. It was a, a real eye-opener. Wow. And then that, that sort of mentioned Lee and we've mentioned Neil a few times now. 
sometimes we joke, and I always apologise for the same joke, that Tom Yardy is the third best toy car driver in our country and always will be. But, <laughs> but there's a few of you who could probably argue with him. I think I think we're, we're we're blessed that our country has some great drivers, and I think I think the minute that it started to go professional, I think changed the business a little bit. Um, and I, I remember, you know, when I was many many years ago, and I listen, I could never mix it with Lee and Neil consistently. I always felt like I was there or thereabouts, but I think there was always like myself and, and probably Tom Yardy and Cockers who were in that kind of three four five area for a few years, mm-hmm. and obviously Ellis was always there. Then you had other good drivers like Kev and. Nathan Waters were there for a couple of years. And um, I think when he went professional, it changed the game and it meant that the guys who got the, the time to put the work in, like when Darren went professional, Lee, and, and I know Neil is semi-professional to a certain extent, and I think they moved things on again, but they're the talented guys. And um, yeah, I think, I think Tom Yardy's does great for what he does. I think he's a great driver. And I commented, commentated at Kiddy the other week when he, he won two-wheel drive, and I think that's probably three of the best legs I've ever seen him drive. You know, and you'd argue that he stepped back a little bit because he's had a, a child and, you know, everyone gets older, I suppose, don't they? But, yeah, I, I think there was probably a group of drivers that were always knocking around three, four, five. And I think any one of those drivers on their day is when they would really give, you know, Neil and Lee a real run for the money. But the thing is, Neil and Lee are so good out of the blocks, you know. I think Neil takes round one at every national pretty much every single time he goes out there. And you have to kind of catch him cold or, or just land on a setup before you can really tap these guys. Otherwise, they've got a pair of zeros and you scrapping over threes and fours again with the, the Cocker's Yardies Danny's of this world. Wow. So, <laughs> is, that, is, that, is, is, is that good? Does that drive you on? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I think it does because, you know, you know that if you can mix it with those guys, you're mixing it with probably two of the top ten in the world and on Astro probably two of the top five, really. Um, and you always want to beat there and I was fortunate to beat them on a few occasions but, you know, it coincided with me being absolutely on point and perhaps those guys only being at 95% and, and I think a lot of the other guys who are there or thereabouts like, you know, Yardy and Cockers have won Nationals and, you know, Danny, etc. They'll probably be the first to admit that to, to catch Neil or Leon an off day you've either got to be absolutely perfect or those guys have got to be a little bit sideways. Um, but yeah, it does make you want to drive better because if, if you can beat Neil and Lee, chances are you've won the National. So, you know, <laughs> that's the way I always used to look at it. And, you know, you, I think more often than not, I think there was a period of people sharing a, a podium with Lee and Neil for like seven or eight meetings running. Um, you know, I don't think Neil's missed an A-file now for like 65 nationals, has he? Or something crazy? Yeah, it's, it's um, a ma- massive number, isn't it? I think I got up to like 25 in a row or something. And it took me quite a few years just to do all 12 in one season. So for those guys to do over 60 just shows they were just another level above the UK guys, unfortunately. And on, 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 the, on the note of how many A finals, I think Ellis actually beat at, got 250 this weekend. Yeah, I think so. I was absolutely chuffed to see him win on Saturday because I'm quite close with Ellis. I think we're quite good friends and I think we've, we always seem to have battles on the track and, we, you know, we, and I don't give much as Ellis doesn't, I think, and everyone knows both our reputations. Um, and I think he had a bit of a tough time last year at, at Charisma and then at Lossy and I was, I was at Serpent and I think we were both trying to decide we were kind of at that point where you either go all in and get back to practicing as much as you used to or you step back a little bit. Um, and I think Ellis was very much of the opinion that he, he wanted to give it a go at another team that he felt could give him some cars that he could win with. And I know he's put a lot of work in over the winter and he had a tough time at Kiddy. And mm. I think he, he got exactly what he deserved for how hard he works for the sport by the fact he, he won two-wheel drive. And I wasn't at Eden Park, but watching the video in four-wheel drive, I think he had a pretty good shout at winning that, to be honest. But... Um, you know, Danny looked great, and, and I think Neil was probably on a slight off day. No disrespect to the guys who won. Yeah, I, I do. 
Have you seen the? Do you watch the A finals? Oh, I've, I've seen the video. I think is You've it, seen it the Bill video? Yeah. puts them on. Yeah. So yeah. I watched. Yeah. I've seen two wheel drive, and I've watched the high the highlights of the three legs in four wheel drive. And uh, right. I think those three were on their own a little bit in four wheel drive. And I think those three plus um, Nathan Rawls, who's obviously always good around Eden Park, were kind of on their own in two wheel drive. Really. So it's great to see Ellis win, and I know that Danny's put a lot of work in as well. So it's great to see Danny win a national again. Yeah, I um, I think. Well, I took away from, I can't remember much, I'm going to say maybe the two-wheel drive finals, and I'm going to say straight after, Craggy makes a couple of mistakes. Yeah. But what I immediately saw is when he makes a mistake, I always say to the, to the, to the guys who start, don't compound your errors. He makes a mistake, and he literally just immediately just sticks himself back in that line and, and starts again and goes, because there's the, 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 the fella behind him is like two inches yeah, yeah. I've, I've noticed noticed that nationals and stuff. Neil's recovery work is something else. It is insane to watch them do something ridiculous. Like the average laps like twenty three or twenty four, and then Neil's like, oh, "Fuck it, twenty two. Screw you yeah. all." He he's always had that in him Ever, since I started racing with him. He's always had that in him. And the, and the thing with Neil is he's he's such a good front runner that it's hard to get in front of him. And then when he does, it's almost like he's got another 5% on the field that he can pull out when he needs to. And Lee often does that in four-wheel drive. You know, these guys will make a mistake and drop into fives and sixes. And, you know, I always used to think if I was leading a leg and Neil crashed once or Lee crashed once, you know, they'd have to crash again for me to think, okay, well, if I go clean, I might just pip them because they just have the ability, like you guys say, to pull three quarters of a second a lap out and you've done nothing wrong. Yeah. But that's what makes them great, I suppose. Yeah, I, I think of that about of, of, of like, I can't even think of Dirk McClarney. I think that of not of Lee and Neil. <laughs> Just sit there and go, right, they've made one mistake. If they make another mistake and I'm perfect, yeah, then maybe you've got a chance. <laughs> that's, that's that's pretty much how it goes with those two, I think. And then sometimes even after two, I've seen Lee take a second a lap out of me for four laps, and I haven't done nothing wrong. So sometimes you just you know bow your head and say, all right, fair play. And there's seven, eight other guys trying. We've got exactly the same thoughts as you. Yeah, <laughs> tough. Then with the days, eh? <laughs> and so that that was Schumacher. Well, we'll, we'll probably carry on doing this in teams. And then from Schumacher, did you go to yeah a bit of a break, or did you go straight to Yoke? I can't remember. Pretty much straight. I, I did like six months for Ansman right in the middle of my Schumacher time um, that nobody really remembers. And, and it I was do. just you do. I used yeah, to work I, there. Yeah, you did. I remember. That's when Stuart Wood was back there as well. Yeah, and, I picked uh, and packed your order. Did you? Did you pick and pack Danny's order? Because I think he ordered three quarters of the catalogue compared to me. Yeah, so, I did uh... Danny's as well, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, Stu, Stu asked me to go over there. And I think I was at a time where I'd done a long time with Schumacher. I think I'd been to the, the French Euros at Pau um, and just not really had a, a, a great meeting. You know, when you just step away and think, oh, I just need a change. And um and I fancy something different. I did about six months for Ansman, and, and he, I'd have happily done longer. I think the, the companies, you'll know, Joe, just went a different direction, didn't they? They pulled yeah. out of everything that was off-road. And, you know, we did a lot of work on those cars. I remember getting sent to two-wheel drive, and I couldn't even adjust the anti-squat or the towing. So I remember dremeling it at Broxstow to try and put some anti-squat on it and things like that. And, and I, I raced the four-wheel drive at Worksop, and it was actually really good. I was, I was probably as quick as Neil for four and a half minutes, but because the drivetrain was so inefficient, I'd dump at four and a half minutes. So, you know, I, I always liked to challenge back then. So I did six months with those guys and got told that they weren't doing anything off-road. And, 
Um, I didn't burn my bridges at Schumacher because I think, you know, when you enjoy a team that you respected for a long time, you make sure you leave in the right way, I always like to think. Um, so, you know, I dropped a call back to Muzzy and Phil and they were happy to bring me back. And uh, it was funny, actually, because when I left, I tipped all my stuff into a big box and gave it to Cockers. Literally every screw and nut I had, I tipped into a cardboard box and gave it to him. And then four months later, I joined and he very thankfully brought it back around to my house and it was like <laughs> the same box I tipped it out into. <laughs> the git. So uh, I was like, cheers. Like, he came up to my house, he went out for a curry, then he gave me this box out of his boot. And there you go, mate, I saved all your stuff for you. I was like, cheers. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was getting, going to get a new car. I, I thought I was absolutely stitching him up and he literally gave me all my old spares back in a cardboard box, <laughs> w- which was uh, exactly what I should have expected from Tom, really. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, I did some stuff with those guys. And then um, and then literally just fancied a bit of a change. I think I got to the point where I was at, I'd been at Schumacher for so long and um, things were changing. And, and, you know, the guys I was closest to was Phil. He was taking a bit of a step back from R&D and... Trish is coming in and done a great job and I'd, I'd done some work with Trish, I think, when he was sort of stepping up to take over that role from Phil um, and I just felt like a bit of a change. My old testing partner, I keep mentioning Cockers, had gone to Yoke and, you know, Tom and Lee are probably my two best mates in RC. So I, I know them too. I know Shin really well. Shin came over to my wedding so I've got a great relationship with him and they asked if I fancied a change and I said, yeah, and I've always had contracts that have ended mid-season so it's always bizarre. I seem to have done like three years where I've, I've changed teams mid-season which is normally unheard of, but I thought, well, have a go. And I think I did the last national at Torch for them. And, and uh, yeah, it went really well. I think I was top five in both classes in the end with the Oaks. But they're great cars. I did three really good years with them. Uh, right. Yeah, uh, I, managed, so- I managed to win a couple of nationals for them as well, I think, which was always nice, which I always tell Tom he didn't manage to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, about that time, or has your... Because of life and world and the work, did you were you a person who practiced loads as a kid and as a young lad, and then just later on it just had to take a back seat? Yeah. Or are you one of these guys who likes on a Saturday gets up and? Well, it's it's a, it was a difficult. I think back probably back in my younger days, kind of I say younger days, probably up until about sort of twenty seven, twenty eight. I, I was still. I used to work in retail, so I could pick and choose my, my hours. I'd have a Wednesday off and go to Robin Hood and test with the team. And then, you know, I'd race a Sunday somewhere. And we were all, I was always testing bits. I'd always have all the new stuff on. And I moved jobs, and it, it meant I meant Monday to Friday. And then I was working longer hours. And, and I guess not priorities change, but the, the challenge is, is not wanting to go racing, I guess, and doing the six nationals or doing a re- I mean, I haven't done a regional for probably 10 years. Um, but it's having the time to practice enough to stay at the level you want to be at. Um, and I think when I went to Yokomo, I was in a position where I couldn't go and do my own testing. I hadn't got time to go and spend, you know, four or five hours at Kidderminster figuring out a base setup for everyone like I used to do. I, I needed to, to arrive and, and probably lazily have a setup ready to go. Um, and, and probably, you know, a little bit cheeky. Lee and, and Tom have the ability to make sure that you kind of get there. And I was never identical to Lee, but he's got a pretty good base setup for a lot of places. Um, and it meant that I could almost wind my racing back. I'd race a national, then do nothing. And then I'd probably go down on a, kin- a Wednesday night to Kidderminster and do three packs of cells and then go to the national on Saturday and then pick it up from there, really. Um, and that's, that's how my career went all through Yokomo. And then when I moved on to other places, it just had to become less and less because of the, the pressures outside work. Okay. So you said, you, you do you find that when you, would you take Lee's setup straight off, whatever Lee was running, put that on, and that's how you'd start the day if you were doing a national for the Yokoman? Um, I think he was a great starting point. So I know when he sent me the cars over, I, I bolted his on straight away. Um, and I think I'd, 
I'd still go away and make my own tweaks because Lee drives a car quite a bit different to how I drive. You guys all know how smooth he is. And, you know, he, he runs things that I don't like, like Tom, Tom runs things I don't like, and I run things that they don't like. And, you know, a lot of the things I tend to run are a bit more on feel and experience rather than engineering, understanding. Um, so it, it'd always be a good place to start. And I'd probably always start there or thereabouts. But, yeah, it's great to have somebody like him in, in the team because, you know, chances are Lee's job is to go and he's probably practised at Torch three weeks ago or we've been to Stockfold six weeks ago, whereas I've not been for two years, you know? So yeah. there's, there's no doubt that these guys clearly bring something. Lee with his experience, Tom with his engineering knowledge and, and then hopefully some of the experience that I've had racing that you end up between the three of you getting to something pretty quick that helps everybody. Um, yeah. And that was a massive help at Yokomo. It meant that even though I wasn't racing very much, by the time we got to about round two, round three, a two-wheel drive, I was normally there or thereabouts and then four-wheel drive didn't tend to suffer too much so yeah fortunate to have a team behind me that that allowed me to probably not do as much as i should have done to be as competitive as i was okay um i, th- I think tom cox said something i said something similar in the past you know he, he, i think he just he tends to do the bradbury cup and six nationals yeah, I think I haven't done a different meeting other than the Nationals, I think, for about four or five years, really. Um, I, I probably stepped back from things when I was running for Yokomo, and then I don't think I've done a full National Series in about four years. I think I did a couple of fives, and I did some fours. And um, it, it's just, as I say, that the challenge is that our Nationals are so competitive, and, you know, the young lads coming up now, and, you know, the Tommy Halls, for example, those guys are racing all the time, which is great. I used to do it when I was a kid, but... You know, sometimes it's just tough to put the time in that I want to do when, when I get to a national. And I always remember Chris Dowerty. You guys obviously know Chris, great driver. You know, he used to pick up a transmitter six times a year. He wouldn't even practice before a national. And then he put it back down again. You know, and he still made A finals, which is crazy for the talent that he had. And he showed that when he won the Euros at Tiverton, what racing for six days in a row could do for him. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And, and you, you see these guys that can put the work in, and that's why I admire Lee and Neil still going at you know, mid-30s for both of them with families. They're still prepared and committed to put the work in. Makes them feel old, doesn't it? Neil's same age as me, and I'm 36. So I think Lee's 34 now, 35. Oh, so Simon, you won't even get like a, a year to win the vets, will you? <laughs> no, li- literally. I think I'm three months older than him or something stupid. Oh. So... Unless they go to Telford and Bish tells me the track and I can practice it for a year, then I might take him for the first three rounds. But uh, that's about the best I'll ever manage. All the optimism in the world there, Moss, but I don't even even then. I think all the practice in the world you still won't win. I've won at Telford before. That's a bit harsh. I know you've won a national at Telford, but you're not Neil. I've won three. I've won. I've won two nationals at Telford. I think. Thanks very much. Was it? Yeah. Okay. I'll let you off. (laughs) How many nationals at Telford have you won, Joey? (laughs) <laughs> all of them in my mind yeah it's hard it. to remember if Joe's actually at the national to be honest it depends how far you go down the list oh <sighs> I was wondering when it, I wonder when I was going to come in for the abuse because <laughs> Cocker's has <laughs> taken the fall for a little while well he'd expect it so you know and then I thought I'd move on to you a little bit oh, thanks, but, uh... thanks. yeah thanks <laughs> this, this is even funnier yeah, I want to say, I think it's quite funny because obviously Joe's much better than me. <laughs> yeah, I, but... I, I dream of being Joey Cockhill good. I, I, I've had a good weekend this weekend, so... How'd you get on, mate? I, I, I had an F final in two-wheel drive. That is good, actually, let's to be just, fair. Let's but... just put that out there. That is good, that is. You must have been happy with that. Oh, yeah, over the moon. Uh, that's good that's not even me joking that's good stuff no, no, I was, gen- I was gen- that- being serious I was quite happy with it too it's the first first national weekend I've probably had for a 
probably about six years when my tour drive and my four-wheel drive result of matched each other. I remember, I always used to get told, if you clear the second leg of the A in the finals, you've had a pretty good national. That's I always get told. Yeah, if you can be, I think, I think the second leg on after the G or before the G, isn't it? If you can clear that and get into the F and the E, you've normally had a pretty good national, I'd say. Yeah. So, um, have you been to, well, I suppose you've not, you, didn't, you haven't done any nationals this year, have you, Simon? No, so this is the first year probably in, about, yeah, about 20 years I've not done any nationals, so I'm going to lose my F1 for the first time in 20 years this year. So, uh, yeah, no nationals for me, unfortunately, this year. Back to being a right. peasant like the rest of us, then. Yeah, I could try and win the F2s, couldn't I? If I come back next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't mind next year. You can get, come back win the F2s next year. <laughs> I, again, it's one of those great meetings where people just sit around waiting to see who's the fastest F2, just bothers to turn up. I think you have to do regional, don't you, to qualify for them. So that could be my downfall. Yeah. I think. I think I'd have to go to a regional and then race enough to make the final. Then I could leave before the final if someone marshals for me. Then I could get an entry to the F2s, I think. Yeah, it's never normally full. Good meeting. I remember, no, I remember doing it when I was 16. It was, it was a great man. I did it at Hull Beach. It was a great national. It really was. Back in the years when it, it literally hammered it down for two days solid. And uh, yeah. the, the grass went dusty. And, and before they had a control tyre, Paul Robinson went out on purple ballistic mini pins. And uh, and TQ'd around, and everyone copied him, and it all just got a bit daft. Really, they lasted for about three and a half minutes. Oh dear! I know. The fact that the fact that you've just said Paul Robinson TQ'd around somewhere is incredible. Mate, he won the F2s when Telford used to have a grass track. He did. Is that the grass track at the school, or the one before the school? No, yeah, the one at the school. Where Andy Jones TQ'd with my car, and then absolutely bottled it, and Robbo mocked the floor with him with a predator. Wow. I know. That's a long time ago. Well, I feel really good. old coming on this podcast. That was a good. Good, good track that was. It was a great track. Probably one of the best tracks they had in the country. It's just a shame that they, they couldn't carry on there. Because it was on a massive hill as well, which made it even more exciting. Yeah, and used to, and the, the hump at the top, by the time you got over the highest hill, it was as high as you were on the rostrum. Yep. And then the bottom bit was about 20 foot lower than you in the bottom corner. It was a great national tracks there. Awesome stuff. Mm. Well, we don't go those places now. No. <laughs> we should do. They're the best places to go. It's a shame they can't get that back. They probably could if they asked, asked nicely. It's only about five miles from my house now, that track is. Oh. Hang on, has it got Astro on it? No. Prob- no, old, old school we're not grass. going there. Old we're not school. going there. Then. Well, then at least we could run proper tyres, couldn't we? So, oh, you know. tyre war. Here we go. Stop it. I'm not wading into the tyre war. I'm not wading <laughs> in. I waded on Dan Austin's post. I'm not wading in again. I think someone, if I can pick anything out of that, if somebody said it's basically because everything else is fine. We just have to pick on something. <laughs> yeah, sounds you know, about right. Yeah. You, yeah, we started talking about skimming motors and batteries dumping. And did someone tell me someone, because if it was wet, they'd sealed the battery box. And then because mechanical speedo producing hydrogen, the car just blew up on the line. Probably. That, that was a little bit before my time. I never minded skimming motors and sound because I think, I think it gave another edge to racing. I think it meant you had to be a bit more strategic with how much you ran. And I think, you know, when, when I, I signed for Glyn Ward to drive for BRM and, and I remember I used to get four and a half minutes out of a set of brushes and, you know, and I, I used to take in the motor over at the end of a round, I might pick up like a two or three or whatever. And he'd sit there and absolutely curse about the state my motor was and he'd have to skim it and change the brushes and everything. And then Lee, obviously being Lee, would give him his motor and he'd be like, oh, Mossy, why can't your motor be like Lee? You'll get 10 runs out of that and then give it him back. And I'd be like, cheers, Glenn, thanks for that. So 
many many years ago. I never minded it. I always thought it was a different challenge and something else you had to learn to get around, really. Oh, I struggle with what we got now. This is easy. This is like oh, racing yeah. 101 nowadays. Yeah, I think I was chatting to, I think you talked about you with your hands one day. I was talking to Stu Ward and he was saying, you guys could be better if you were bothered. <laughs> yeah. I think, hey, if we bothered, we could be better than you. You could be. I used to say that to him. He'd be better if he bothered. So. No, he, he bothers a bit now. Well, he, he, the year he signed for Schumacher, he bothered. And I think he made all the A's in two-wheel drive. Uh, and then he just dropped his degree of botheredness. And I think, I think he dropped away from the sport a little bit, etc. And then is he back now doing team manager for something for someone? That's works. works. Yeah, I haven't yeah. spoken to him for a long, long time. But then that's the thing. But that's the reason why this is a hobby and not a, like a, a sport. Yeah. Is the fact that, okay, you could be the top five, top ten in the country. If you were a footballer, it'd be a full-time job. If you were a hockey player, it could be, it'd be your full-time job. Yeah, and I think it's going that way. And, and you know, I think if you get the opportunity at, at the right age, you know, you, you see Ongaro going around and, you know, Ron Falcon, some of these guys are in different countries all the time. And I think, you know, probably when you're 17 to maybe 24, 25, it's probably a great living to have, you know, traveling the world for free, basically being a, a different country every weekend with your mates. And that's how it used to be at Nationals. I think I think you guys were talking on a podcast every week about how nobody camps at Nationals anymore. And, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. nobody, you know, I, I think it was on Doddy's actually. And, yeah. you know, Doddy's absolutely right. I think me and him had a card school for about 10 years at Nationals. And I remember drinking 15 pints and then going, I remember walking Tony Bishop around Batley because he passed out. So we left him in his own sick and he's, tent on a Saturday night and he, and he got up and went third in round one in four wheel drive doesn't even remember driving the car you know the, the, those are the days and I think you lose a little bit of that with the professionalism of the of the business but you're quite right the fact it's a hobby means you can still be competitive with you know the top 40 I think it's all relative like Joe said you know he's made an F final that's that's fantastic for him that's probably as good as Danny winning the national it's all relative it just depends where you pitch yourself really yeah and, and it's not super expensive. You can make it super expensive. Yeah. You know, I yeah. always think that it, as long as it doesn't bother you on a Monday. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't mind someone coming up and going, oh, well, that was rubbish. And I go, well, that's fine. Just as long as you don't feel like that on a Monday. Yeah. It's one of them. Even if you have a bad day on the Sunday, you're either, you know, you want to get back to it on the Monday because you want to not have another bad day on the Sunday. And, and it's like the, the conversations about spending money. You know, nobody puts a gun to your head and makes you spend money. And, and I guarantee you could want a, a, worn, a worn set of tyres. And unless you're probably at the very, very top where tyre cost doesn't matter, it won't make a, a massive amount of difference whether they've done three runs or one run. So it's, it's however much you want to spend on the hobby that means you enjoy it. I don't, I don't buy into this idea that the more you spend, the better you'll do. I don't think that's even relevant anymore with brushless and lipos. And, you know, there's no... no I, I'd, I'd really hope it would be that way, Simon, to be honest. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, Someone I don't... said I would have been good back in the day because I would have had money. Well, I've got a board success. Mate, money could buy you another 15 seconds in your cells, which is practically three finals. So, yeah, everybody bought success back then. I remember, I remember getting some matched cells when I got promoted to like the, the A team at Schumacher, as they used to call it. And they were like 37 seconds better than the cells I'd had. And literally, it was worth an extra lap. So, all of a sudden, you gave up three pinions and you know, you, you're quicker and everything comes with that. But now, because technology is such a level playing field, you know, you, you guys, probably your cars will be quicker than mine most of the time down the straight because it, it doesn't matter about the technology anymore. I think no. people just have to have some common sense around what they spend on the sport. I think I've, on that on that note, I, I think I watched Brian Predi go down the straight, and his car generally looked faster than like Ellis, Neil, 
Mate, Preddy's had a faster car than me for 20 years. <laughs> even, when he, even when he could buy stuff, his car was faster than me. It was uh, just a missile. Yeah, and Ellis runs the same electrics as I do, and his car is still 20 foot faster than mine on the same settings. So I used to take my, my Tiki for Ellis to set it up, and he'd tell me this is exactly what he was running, and then he'd go around the outside of me down the straight at Torch. So clearly somebody's not sharing, are they? <laughs> <laughs> That's been the bad old days. Yeah, yeah. well, you, you say that, but part of it is the good old days because you, you had to work. I think it was part of your craft, wasn't it? You know, you'd, you'd, I remember cutting bits out of my cars to make them light. I remember running expensive bearings because it just made the car free because back then it was all about runtime you know whereas whereas now you know i couldn't i don't think i've touched my two-wheel drive for, for the six months since i ran it before christmas I, I took it down to telford probably about seven or eight weeks ago and even changed the shock oil and it was still just as good as it was because the technology moved on that you don't even need to maintain them that much nowadays okay and i suppose before we let you go we should say that you currently drive an x-ray i do uh sporadically i think is the phrase um, I, I moved on from Serpent last year and I had a great time with Tony Evdoka uh, and he gave me the opportunity to get involved in a project I think that was really exciting uh, and I, I've always been really really good friends with Tony and you know when there's just somebody you like in an industry that you just want to work with um, I think I think Tony was that guy for me I've worked with the guys that yoke with Shin and Lee and then obviously do must into it um, and I, I went to Serpent, very much similar, same intentions of going to X-Ray was to get involved in something that already had a great basis for the cars and had a lot of passion behind it and hopefully try and get involved. And, you know, I had a great run at Serpent. I think I made seven or eight A's with the cars, which showed they're obviously competitive in the UK. Um, and I got to the point probably last year where I hoped that my circumstances outside of work would um, allow me to, to probably put a bit more work in, unfortunately. But that's not been the case so greg hill asked me a couple of years ago if i wanted to run for these guys and and i was always under contract elsewhere or, or with yokomo or wherever it might well be and then this year they, they came back in and made me a really great offer and said that there wasn't any pressure on some of the meetings i had to go to because my private life outside is quite hectic my wife and myself have got three businesses between us it, it takes a lot of time up um, and he was like he's been great he was like listen you can race whenever you want you can do whatever you want if you want to do this i'll support you if you don't want to do this you don't have to um, and it's been fantastic. The only thing I probably feel like I've let them down a little bit is that I haven't been able to put the practice in that I wanted to. Um, and just with, with work, I can't, I can't commit to doing six nationals for them this year, unfortunately, because I'm, I think I'm away abroad with work for like three or four of them or other commitments. So I wouldn't have been able to do enough anyway. But yeah, they're absolutely my sponsors. Um, I was over with the guys at Kidderminster trying to support Craig and Dom and the guys with a bit of you know, I call it technical knowledge or a bit of setup if I can help. And obviously Nathan had a great weekend in two wheel. Ed had a good weekend in four wheel at Eden Park. So the cars are there. Um, and hopefully I think Greg said, I'm happy to continue driving for them for as long as I need to. So fingers crossed towards the end of the year or next year, if things allow, I can potentially get back and make my long awaited outdoor debut 18 months after I signed for them. <laughs> so yeah, not ideal, but yeah, they've been nothing but perfect. They've not made any demands on me at all. I think he's just been like, listen, if you can come and do a couple yeah, of meetings, that and sounds ideal. it'd be great. Yeah, no, honestly, I can't. Uh, they've been great about it, as have all the people I've driven for. You know, not, none of them have been crazy with, um, you know, demands, etc. I remember Phil Booth always saying to me that until you're getting paid for it, it's still a hobby and it's still your decision and your time. Um, and I think if obviously I was getting paid for it, I'd be out there every weekend, but... Yeah, I was disappointed to not be able to do the Nationals this year. It was a tough one because, as I say, I haven't missed a, a National Series for about 20 years. But sometimes you just got to look outside RC and make sure other things okay, are mate. in well, line, I suppose. We, thanks. Well, I'm going to have to cut you off because I think the line's getting a bit choppy. Um, so I think, you have just, That's all right. yeah, I think you have just thanked your sponsors. But is there anyone else you'd like to thank or anyone else 
you've forgotten to take give a bit of abuse to for the last sort of thirty seconds minutes. <laughs> no, but I think sponsors always the guys I've all worked with in the past have been great and Tiki and, and X Ray and, and all these guys in the background have been brilliant. Obviously, my dad's been with me every step of the way. I know he's a, a character, but I think in the last four or five years he's been nothing but supportive, even in the the relative little race we've managed to do between us. Um, and in terms of abuse, I mean, I, I was quite kind to Joe. I let him slide. Cockers has had his fair share. Um, no, that's probably it, really. I'm just apart from Cockers and Joe. So, yeah, <laughs> try not to be yep. too honest. But uh, hopefully, I'll see everybody soon. If I can't do a race meeting, I'll try and do some more commentary. So, uh, see if I can get local somewhere. Okay, Simon, thanks very much. Well, that was great um, from Simon. Um, I think he said when he we were chatting before we, we started the recording, he said, why do you want me on? I haven't done any racing for ages. Uh, <laughs> it has been I, out for a while. Yeah, but it, again, it, it's nice to hear from other people. Um, and I, I kept trying to push him on this, but he, he wouldn't really commit. You know, he is really good. Um, and it's nice to hear from the quick guys about what they feel and what they do because it, it's nice it's the great, I think it's one of the greatest things about our hobby in sport is the fact that you know the real real quick guys are very accessible to us they're very humble as well yeah they're, they're more humble than me well yeah um, but you know let's talk about national stars Joey stars. you were at the BRCA Round three at Eden Park this weekend. I was indeed. How did you feel it went, mate? Um, it went okay. I was a bit disappointed on Saturday with the weather. Um, but unfortunately, we live in the UK again. Not a lot we can do about that, I'm afraid. And, and um, it, 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 from the videos, it didn't look like it puddled. No, no, it didn't. Um, it didn't. It wasn't like. It didn't destroy the track to a point where you couldn't race, and it didn't like make it unenjoyable. Mm-hmm. But it was just, it was just there. Yeah. Um, but no, um, two or drive. It... Um, first two rounds went as they normally do. Yeah. Mid sixties, mid seventy results, and then all of a sudden, sort of two or drive. Uh, round three and four were a bit um, what's the word a bit um, a bit weird uh, okay better weird worse weird um, good better weird okay did you I love this did you make any changes or did you just drive better um, I made the odd sort of shock Position change. I think I put a ball diff in. Um, yeah. Okay. And you just got better. And it just went better. Yeah. It was um, surprisingly quite nice. But I, was, I think it also helped the weather. Some some people struggled, whereas whereas I didn't struggle as much. So. Um, That'll be all be all your outdoor cold practice, mate. Well, yes, yeah, so, see, Nathan Rawls, I think he benefited as well. Obviously, he TQ'd round one and um, obviously followed that up with a couple of decent low figure scores to make the A final. And obviously, won, I think he won leg one 
Yeah. And he, he did a lot of sort of outdoor racing in the winter at EPR when it was wet and horrible and stuff. And like he, he said, benefited. So, yeah, I, I did all right. I made, I made an F final in tour drive, which, as many know, is very, very surprising and was actually quite a, a good result for me in tour drive full stop. So, I was very proud, Joe. Thanks, buddy. So was so was so was my dad. I think he was quite pleased. Um, and how did you get on your final? Um, I started off quite well. Um, I think I've I've qualified sort of mid mid final. I think um, started off quite well. Sort of lost my way a little bit towards the end, and then went randomly went down the straight and caught a bump and pulled my turnbuckle off. So. That kind of, I think I, I was out for a, two or three laps and then someone found my turnbuckle and put it back on. But although, Oh, they even had to look for your turnbuckle. Yeah, the whole thing, it, it didn't break or didn't shear off. It just off. came it, off. It just fell off. The whole thing just sort of came off in one piece, which was quite nice. Because obviously I, at that point, I can't see what was going on. So I thought it was completely broken. So I was like, ah, just step back a little bit. And then I just saw out the corner of me, I'm a car come back on the track. I was like, oh, let's carry on. Oh, but awesome. that po- at that point, I think I was like three or four laps down, so I was never going to make any headway. But but I'm happy with the result in tour drive. Um, four-wheel on drive. On to four-wheel drive. Clearly, we just want to talk about round two. We can't I talk think, about... I, I we can't, think... We can't talk about round two. Yeah, I think we need to talk about round two, because round two, I always like to say, and I say this to a lot of people, I don't really want to know your round scores. I just want to know because round scores mean nothing. You know, last Sunday I got a three. Okay, yeah. well clearly I'm the best toy car driver in the world. I got a three it means nothing. Um, but you know, I think it's important about who you beat. <laughs> and you know, clearly in round two, what stood out is you beat Craggy. <laughs> um, yeah. Um... You had a, you got you got an entire lap on him, didn't you? I did. I know. I've never... How many laps did you do? Was it 12, 13? I did three. Three. Oh, three. Three laps in right. like 75 seconds. Right, okay. And Craggy did two. Two in 45. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's never going to happen again, so we'll uh, okay. we'll swiftly move on from that. And then, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to skip to sort of the end then and go, and then all the Kyosho drivers except me were in the same final. Well, it was going into the last round. I think um, it was Neil Adamson, Matt Thompson were in the F. I was teetering between the E and the F. Right. And I think Carl was. I think Carl was in there somewhere as well. Um, obviously, Snee made the B. Um, I think it was just last round. I just made the whole. Rounds one, one, three, and four, I just couldn't get over for the thirteen. I just couldn't get that like desired thirteen lap run. I mean, mistakes from myself, mistakes from other people, costing me as well. I had a few unforced errors from other people getting involved. Um, but yeah, we all ended up in the same final. Obviously, apart from Snee, I think Snee was probably devastated. He wasn't in there as well. I, th- I think he was. I think he was the most the the unhappiest man in the B. Yeah. Well, he he, he had the opportunity of making the A because he got like a four in round three, and I think all he because nineteen points was the bottom of the A, 
which was Jack Neal. And all Dave had to do was just finish, even with like a 15 or a third, like, you know, 14 or 15th in round, and he would have... Just, just rolls off the tongue, that, Joey. Yep. Just a 14 yep. or 15 in round. I know, it's just bizarre. But he just couldn't... He, he had too many errors at, towards the end of his heat, and obviously me and Neil Adams was sort of going, what are you doing? Uh, but anyway, on, on, to, the, on to the F final. Uh, Carl, Carl qualified second... Um, I qualified fourth. I think Matt, Matt, Matt Thompson and Nick Carroll were seven and eight, and I think Neil was ten. Yeah. Uh, so, other than Snee and Marsden, you out qualified all of them. Yeah. Um, yeah it's nice. nice. Uh, yeah. Um, final got off to normal, usual start. Carl somehow managed to pop up into into first within like four or five corners of start. Um, I got up into second. Carl had already at this point pulled like a good two or three corner gap on everyone anyway. Um, and then I just made, the, we, we'd been talking about it all day, making the decision about doing the jump, um, whether to do it or not. And I mean, I said at the beginning of the day, I'm... Wait, so just everyone else, Go are you talking about the jump just before the straight? Jump after the straight. There's a, they got two tabletops. On the oh yeah, so under. you got on four wheel drive, you went the other way. Yeah, we you? did. Yeah, we went yeah, okay, anti-clockwise. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and all through practice and stuff, I'd been bobbing on to the top and then sort of dropping off and driving away. So I thought in the final to obviously maintain a decent gap and stuff between myself and the cars behind, I'd, I'd jump the whole thing. Um, in this particular lap, I came up and I hesitated, and I just caught the back wheels on the, uh, oh, on, the down ramp, on the on the top of the down ramp and just bobbled, rolled. I managed I managed to land back on my wheels ish. But obviously, a couple of cars had passed me at that point, so I dropped down to like maybe sixth or seventh. Um, but then just got just got me head down and caught Nick, caught Matt. So what you're saying is you passed Nick Carbo, and then I'm pa- pa- past Matt Thompson as well. Pa- past Matt Thompson, but and Carl, of course you Carl had gone. Well, no, you say gone, but what you're saying is you're you're just sitting there going, you know, he's the boss. Yeah. I'm just I'm just <laughs> going to sit here now. <laughs> And just protect the boss. Yeah. Probably, I'm sure, like Mossy said, Lee does to him, you could have taken a second a lap out of the four laps. Yeah, could have done. Could have done. But, you know, that's not the kind of guy you are, Joe. No, I didn't didn't want to, didn't want to beat Carl. Just wanted to let him have his moment. Yeah, that's it. He'd he'd not had had a fabulous day. Bless him. Do you think that was due to the booze ban? Uh, the booze band could have played a part in it, but they still went out on Saturday night and had a few drinks. So I'm not sure there was a there was there was still alcohol in the system, but they were all safely tucked up in bed by eleven o'clock this time. I, I think yeah, that's that that might have been it. They were in bed before two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, uh, no smart shirts on Fridays. Yeah, and also Carl needs to learn not to turn right into jumps. Okay, and smash into walls. That's all, all good stuff. <laughs> I, th- I think most of um, Carl's mental stuff happened um, off the track, but um, that's it. So that sounds like he had a great weekend, mate. Um, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. everything I, was good. We've mentioned, I think we mentioned it before, Idle Murphy on YouTube. Um, you know, I know the TQ model page will share it when they're back. You know, there's the videos of the Nationals. Great to watch. Thanks very much, Davey, for doing all them. Um, I think Davey should um, start reffing. Well, he could be um, a second referee for Dad, couldn't he? 
yeah, he's, he's up there watching it. Yeah. Okay, maybe you can do that. But so, I suppose it's hard to watch the camera and try and keep an eye on that. Yeah, it's fine. He, he, does a, he does a great job regardless. And it, yeah, it, it's re- nice, nice to see someone actually um, taking the time out to sort of document this stuff for us. Yeah. I mean, um, he, he, I know he's there because obviously Tyler's there, and but it, it, he nobody asked him to be there, and it's nice. Yeah, I know he does a lot for Neem, and he does his, his Northeast Regionals yeah. as well. Um, and I know Neem as a club have helped him out and stuff like that mm-hmm. because it, it is really good. And I think actually a lot more people are watching his videos now as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, I suppose uh, it's nice nice to have alongside. Sort of obviously we have live time and stuff. I know it. I know this weekend it was a bit. Um, a bit sketchy, but Gareth was saying that there was something wrong with the the internet connection that he had down in that particular area of London. So it, it wasn't too it wasn't it wasn't perfect, but it wasn't too bad. It was easy to follow. Sometimes it'd take a few seconds for a page to load, mate. But it was awesome. Thanks very much. Uh, I didn't do much this weekend. I just played up in Southport. Um, and then this weekend. We've got at Southport. I don't know what round number it is. We've got three. our Oople event. Three round three. Do you think? Well, where the first one was Berry. Berry. Second one was Oswestry. Yeah. So let's let's count together on our fingers. Okay. Cheers. One I'm glad I'm doing Berry, a job with Matt. Well, well done. <laughs> Shows how much prep you do. You're such a Pro at this now, Joe. I know. Um, I look forward to Tuesdays. You, you, you do look forward to Tuesdays. Um, so we're at round three. Thanks, Joe. Round three. Um, Oople. I'm sure there are some spaces in two wheel drive. I know they've opened up some more spaces in two wheel drive. Um, so if anyone's what, looking for anything to do this weekend, and they're Saturday and Sunday, Southport, we will be disco dancing on Saturday night. And <clears> make sure you beat Aiden. After disco dancing, no chance. I wasn't talking about disco dancing, but anyone can beat me. It's not a problem as long as we have a good time. And then we'll just talk about it on the following Tuesday. Yeah, but yeah, I was going to say whoever beats me, we can get on next week. But obviously, we can't have you know thirty-seven <laughs> other people on. Thirty-seven. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So optimistic well, that you're going to finish inside the top forty. Yeah, yeah, I'll be fine there, mate. No worries. <laughs> then again, you no. live at Southport, so if you don't do very well, I'll exactly, I'll, I'll be a bit, I, I, a bit disappointed. You know, I have made a national AFL at my home track, so you know, that's that's okay. So if you don't make the C final, you're going to get abused. Yeah, yeah, we should be uh, should be all right at uh, Southport for that. There's because they do some two wheel drive, some four wheel drive, some trucks. Oh. And trucks. Mm, trucks. Um, they do stadium and short course. Nice. And a lot of the Berry guys, and I can't name all of them, who run the short course, turns up to like the last short course national. Which, you know, they actually have a like... Deerdale, I believe. Deerdale or something like that. And <laughs> they absolutely smash them. So our lot turns up using to just normally just mess around at Oopal, you know, in the same heat. And I think, like, all four of them got in the A. Nice. So uh, I'm looking forward to welcoming our latest National A finalists to say to Southport. 
So it'll be a very competitive uh, short course heat. I know those guys take it super seriously. Yeah. Okay. Uh, are you racing this weekend? Um, currently, no. Um, obviously, this, this month alone is quite busy on the calendar because we've had, obviously, EPR this weekend just gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weekend after next, we've got regional, double header, and then the weekend after that, we've got the last, uh, we've got Torch National, so the last weekend of June. Um, so at the minute, I'm so undecided whether to, whether to go out on Sunday or not. You'd be here, probably might, might be all right to have a weekend weekend off, mate. Uh, yeah, I had the weekend off before EPR, so maybe, maybe not venture out, or maybe I will venture out probably, I don't know. But not too far. Nah. Maybe like Bingham or something. I don't know. Might okay, go to, to Stoffold. Might go to Stoffold. Okay. Yeah, That's it. So I'll be at Southport at, at Oople. You'll be somewhere about maybe. Well, uh, yeah, if, if anyone who anyone who's listening to this, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, they're going anywhere local that knows where I live, let me know. And you live in Loughborough. I live in Loughborough. See, I know that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that that'll do. Um, we should sort of make sure we mention a few people. We'd like to mention um, Richard Barton. Richard Barton, yes. Because him, Richard, and his son and wow. family climbed a mountain. Yes, and I believe young Oliver completed the whole thing. So well done. They were raising money. That was great. That'll be enough. Who else? Um, uh, no, that's it. Martin Owen, Martin Owen, unfortunately, did not turn up this weekend. So thanks for the uh, lead in the uh, championship beating you at the minute. Oh, brilliant! Was he scared? No, he was. He wasn't very well. <sighs> I got, I got, a, I got a text on Friday morning saying he wasn't feeling very well. So okay, get well soon, Martin Owen. So I put, I pulled, I pulled a lead out in the championship. I think slightly. Well, <laughs> on the basis well, that he wasn't there. Well done. So. Um, so that's it. Uh, I'm sure there are other people to thank, and I just can't think of them. Oh, I tell you what, thanks very much for everybody who gave us lots of feedback um, regarding our last episode with uh, T. See, we, we still can't decide what to call it. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, and congratulations for winning the class that you were in in the Coyote Show Masters. The expert class. The expert class, well done. You know, let's look at the people who have won two-wheel drive nationals this year. Tom Yardy's won one. He's been on the podcast. Ella Stafford's won one. Been on the podcast. podcast. You know, Tiana's been here. Wins at the KO Show Masters. Well, didn't we? We had Craggy on, didn't we? And he's won a national this year. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. We spent so much time talking about him with Simon Moss. I was going to try to leave him out. But yeah. See what I mean? Craggy's won two-wheel drive. Craggy's been. That's what See? you need to win, mate. Yeah, come on this podcast and you're going to guarantee a win your next meeting. Yeah, your next meeting. And that is backed by a guarantee of Joey. Thank you very much for all the feedback that we generally get. Yeah. Um, please like and share the podcast. Joe, would you like to thank your sponsors? Uh, yeah, Coastal UK, Coastal Europe, PBM, Sean, Carl, Neil, The Works. And you sometimes remember to thank Kevly. Oh, yeah. And obviously Kevly, uh, Inside Line Models. Okay. 
I'd also like to thank Kyosho because they look after me. You know, Carlos and the boys, I thought, done really well this weekend uh, at EPR. You know, one day I might turn up and crack the whip a bit harder than Carlos does. <laughs> um, but thanks very much to all the people they look after me. TQ Models again, Neil and Chris have been awesome. Make sure they sent me all the stuff I needed for the Oopal event. That's all done. And anybody else who's just generally been nice. Joey, thank you very much for your time tonight. Thank you very much, my friend. I love you lots. Love you too. Bye now. Bye.